1: Hello and welcome back to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today we are going to be talking about email marketing. So I have a guest on the podcast and Sarah has lots of wisdom to share. Before we start though, I do want to let you know that I have a blog post about email marketing. So If it's something you've been struggling with and you have a lot of questions and you'd like to have some of those kind of frequently asked questions answered straight away, definitely check out the blog post. I will link that in the show notes so you can kind of learn the basics of email marketing if you are someone that's brand new and wants to start. But I definitely think you're going to learn a lot in this episode too. So let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am super excited that you are here. How are you today? (laughs)
0: Great. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Hey, um, I'm really
1: excited for this episode. I think just because I know myself, I sometimes really struggle with email marketing. And I know that my listeners are going to be enjoying this episode so much because we struggle so much. So thank you so much for coming on here. I would love for you to introduce yourself to my listeners, if that's okay. So could you tell us a little bit about your background education and your business? And yeah, we'd love to get to know you.
0: absolutely. Okay, so I am Sarah Barnett and my my TPT store is Simply Steam. I started teaching in 2011 and I taught first grade, I've taught second grade, I've taught third grade, and then last year I taught kindergarten. And so this is the first year that I am completely out of the classroom and I didn't really have a an email list until I kind of started one in 2017, but literally nobody signed up for it. <laughs> it was just sitting there. And so I did not start to become intentional about my email list until May of 2020 last year wow. <laughs> for obvious reasons, you know, things happened, And so I needed a way to get in touch with my teachers because they told us we had to be at the school and I don't have, I don't have service at the school. So it's not like, I couldn't reach out through social media while I was there doing nothing to send out a post. Yes. So I was, I was like, well, I guess I have to make an email, like start building my email list, so then that way um, I can directly speak to my subscribers and potential customers. So that's kind of how I started being intentional about it. <laughs> yeah. I was just checking to see if you had anything else because
1: you were looking and I was like I, want to I love it <laughs> for those of you who cannot see we're on a zoom call but um this is my most prepared guest I've ever had on the podcast and she has copious notes and I'm super excited oh I'm
0: so <laughs> excited I love numbers so I took down a whole lot of numbers I hope you're ready oh okay
1: I'm right. excited but I feel like we've got similar personalities because I'm like that too <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I don't normally do this, but I, cause I have so many questions. I am going to do a, like, a little rapid fire round with just a couple of them where I like right. kind of throw it at you and you like tell me the answer. You've actually already told me the answer to one of them, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. First question. When did you start your email list? Last year,
0: 2020. 2020.
1: And um, what service email provider service do you use?
0: I use ConvertKit and I use the most expensive kind because, <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't care, but I have, I, I find it beneficial because I have ADHD and I will oftentimes send out the email with a broken link. (laughs) So I have that. So I can go back whenever I send the email and fix the link, or if it's an email, I can share it as like an actual blog post too on social media. So that's why I pay a a lot for it. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I hear so many good things
1: about ConvertKit. I feel like if I wasn't with Flowdesk, I would be with ConvertKit like hundred (laughs) percent. Yes. Next question.
0: How often do you email your list? Okay. So that varies with person to person. So typically it's about three emails per week, one to three emails. I should say that. So every Friday I email my whole list and then, if you are a new subscriber, you're probably going to get about three emails that first, the first two weeks, and then sometimes I'll segment my list with my older subscribers, and so I'll send them in a funnel, and they will have two or three extra emails that week. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I threw you there with a crazy question. You've got like a hey, I was <laughs> going quick. I was going quick. I was like three. Give me the next. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. I'm not good at this rapid fire thing. Okay. It's Last okay. One. <laughs>
0: Last one, um, size of your list if you feel comfortable sharing. Absolutely. So I am so happy to report that last year when I started and I just let my email list sit, I had a little under a thousand subscribers. This year I have been focusing on list building and I have six thousand two hundred seventy-four and growing as of today. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Awesome. Very Very, exciting. Yeah. Very, very happy for you. And it's not just about having a really great amount, like a huge list. It's about having a huge list in a really short amount of time. You know, you've pretty much had a year. And I mean, like when you think about 6,000 people, like standing in a room, that's crazy to think
0: about, isn't it? Exactly. And that's what I think too. And the fact that they want to read my emails that I send them, I just kind of have to pinch myself and I'm like, whoa, they want my stuff. This this is so cool.
1: It is. That's why I'm so glad we have you on today. Okay. So I'm rapid fire questions clearly aren't my forte. We will just go into normal questions now. (laughs) So this one is just hoping you can convince my, uh, my listeners. So they basically want to know, do I need to have an email list? So please persuade us why you think email marketing is, is, you know, the awesome thing to do.
0: Okay. So I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to win your um, people over. Okay. (laughs) Because in 2017, I came to California and I remember specifically telling my friend, Cindy Martin from teacher's brain. I said, Cindy, email is dead. (laughs) She said, no, Sarah, I really think that you need to start your list. And I did not want to do it because I was like, I hate reading emails myself. Like they go into junk, blah, blah, blah. And that was such a lie. I had no idea what I was missing out on. Okay. So let me just give you some numbers. All right. So with 6,274 people who have subscribed to my list, I have an average open rate of thirty-one percent. So that means that every time I send out an email, I have about two thousand people who open up my email. Now, if we're looking at the click-through rate, I'm I have about a fifteen percent click-through rate, and sometimes it can even be up to about twenty-five um, percent. Oh. And so, if you think about that, that's two hundred people. 200 people clicking with their eyes on my product. Now, not everybody is going to buy. Some people will put the product on their wish list, but I have 200 people looking at it. And then from that, it's usually about a 2% or a 5% conversion rate. So let's say it's a 5% conversion rate. I have eight sales. And if that's a $19 product with eight sales, I have made $152 with one email. Now.
1: Yes, that's so good. <laughs> I feel like you should be one of those, like, motivational speakers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I would really love to be that, actually. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see you doing a TED Talk 100%. Like, you just read off the numbers and you're like, that's $150. I was like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you think about it, you know, and you send this out and it's one email. What social media post can earn you $152 with an audience, my size, absolutely. I've never done that.
1: (laughs) I was going to say that as you were, as you were talking, I was like thinking of Instagram in my head and Facebook and the reach that you get. And I was like, if you had 6,000 followers, you know, how many would actually see it? How many would be able to click that link that have to go to your bio? And then like, how would you get them to your product? I was like, you just wouldn't. Yes. There's
0: so many steps with Instagram and Facebook and even Pinterest now. Oh yeah. And you're also fighting that algorithm. So it's like with this it is a direct line to your customers. Um but also so I'm just going to quote a couple of um People here. So this one's from Issa Adney, and she says, Good marketing is about understanding how your craft will serve someone else and then sharing your creative work as an act of service, making it all about your audience and not about you. And so I love this because for me, email marketing, this really is a way to directly serve my audience. I personally feel like with social media, I just kind of feel funny sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, this isn't all about me and I'm trying not <laughs> to make it all about me, but why do I feel like I have to post a picture of myself looking silly, like all the time, you know? Yeah. So for me, this really is a way to serve my audience. But another thing that I thought was really funny, as I was looking into this, is that the average American worker sends and receives 126 emails per day. And most often they open those up while sitting on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I I think, um, and I'll go into this in a little bit too. I think that just knowing that little bit of information helps us kind of set the tone for what kind of emails we should be sending. But uh, Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo and ConvertKit even have all quoted that it is a $44 um, return on investment per dollar spent for your email list. And then finally, I think my last point is that you own this list. Of people, And this is why I love my list. (laughs) It grows all the time. And each month I can take that list of people and I can upload it into Facebook. So then that way I have a targeted audience for my Facebook ads and I can do the same thing in Pinterest too. So it is not only do I get to directly speak to them, but if they don't purchase that, whatever I'm sending them in the email right now, they might need to see it a couple more times before they're, you know, before they make the purchase. And so they'll have better chances of seeing it on Facebook or Pinterest. Yeah. So no, those Yeah.
1: Those are some really good points.
0: And then yeah, just social media, it's just hit or miss. And I'm always playing with the algorithm and SEO on it. And it's just, yeah, it's not, it's just so easy to be direct with them. Yeah. 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 I, um, the, I mean, the
1: Pinterest lately has been really fickle and finicky and horrible. And like the yeah. Facebook algorithm doesn't show your posts to that many people. And all three of those platforms, they just, they can drive you crazy. And I feel like blogging and email are the two things that you own, that, you know, you're not competing with an algorithm. You're not going to get like locked out of your account and lose all your followers. Like it's so much more secure. So I was the same as you when I first heard about email lists. I was like, oh, no way. I'm not doing that. That sounds so old fashioned. And now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I put it off for so long.
0: I know. And now that I actually see the, the numbers and the return on investment with, with my own shop, I'm like kicking myself in the butt for not doing yeah. this sooner. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, so true. Okay. So I'd love to now ask you about how you grew your list. So we know you grew it really quickly in the last year or so, but could you tell us a little bit about how you've done that or what platform you used or
0: whatever? Okay. So I have, I've been really strategic on my lead magnets and lead magnets are also called your opt-in or basically your freebie. And so what I first started doing was anything that was free on TPT, I put it as a form or a landing page on ConvertKit. Now, the difference between a form, if you're new to email marketing, the difference between a form is that this is something that you can embed on WordPress or even Blogger. And then a landing page is something that acts as if it's its own website. So I created a form and a landing page for all of the freebies that I had in my TPT shop. So I just started out by sharing them on social media and I would get a couple here and there. And then when, when the pandemic hit and I really started focusing on it, I realized that teachers needed digital everything. (laughs) So I had a huge bundle in my store that I was working on and it was digital math games And I was like, you know what? I really think that I could get people on my list that they could sign up for it. If I gave them a free digital math game, but this time I'm going to do one that's exclusive and it's not going to be in my, it's not going to be in my TBT shop. So I posted that on Facebook and it went crazy, but I didn't just stop there. I posted it on Instagram. I posted it everywhere and I let that run the whole summer. And, and I think it was, gosh, October, maybe I stopped that. I stopped that ad because I had a little ad going on Facebook eventually that I started running for it. And it was just $10 a day for this ad. But every day I was getting like anywhere between 20 and 50 teachers signing up for the list. You know, it was awesome. So I stopped the ad and I was like, well, we'll just stop it from here. And then I'll, I don't want to run any ads for my email marketing campaigns. So instead what I started doing is on some of the lead magnets that were more, um, seasonal, I started posting them on Instagram and so when you look on Instagram, you see, you've got like the nine grid that shows up as soon as you look at it on your phone. Yeah. So I started to try and put one freebie that was a lead magnet in one of the nine every single time. And I just scheduled it out. So I had winter, I had a winter digital game and that was kind of like the second round of when COVID hit pretty badly over here and it went crazy i posted it i believe 3 times on my instagram on there i had over 2000 subscribers from that freebie alone and i can't remember the exact number but between between um winter and valentines we had over 3000 subscribers from those two. So you're probably thinking, well, Sarah, if you had so many and you only have 6,000 now, well, what happened to the rest? Well, so I cleaned out my list. So a lot of the people who were inactive, I sent them through a sequence. And so I actually had about 9,000 on the list, but we recently just Went through the uh, cleansing. (laughs) I don't know, cleansing. (laughs) Call it the cleansing of my list. And so it's now only active subscribers. Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area.
1: Yeah. I mean, people think it's all about that number, like, oh, you've got to have this many thousand whatever, but it'd be so much better to have a smaller number of engaged people in terms of your open rates. Exactly. Definitely. So if you've got 6,000 that are more engaged, that's way better than like the 9,000 that, you know, if a bunch of them aren't opening it. And
0: that is so true across all platforms. Yes, definitely. But yeah, so I just created those like lead magnets. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I kind of wanted to touch on this because I think that this might be a mistake, was I was invited to do a collaborative signup. I don't, have you ever heard of that? Before?
1: I've heard of that, but you'd be good if you could explain it for my listeners. They might not know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So a collaborative signup is where you get with other sellers and you, somebody hosts a freebie. You all contribute one freebie. So then the subscriber gets a big bundle of freebies. Now, as soon as that subscriber gets that big bundle of freebies, they are going to that one sign up allows them to sign up for maybe if it might be 20 people collaborating together, it will be, they'll be signing up for all 20 of those email platforms. So it's a really easy way to build your list, but we want the engaged subscribers and the subscribers that are target audience. And so when when I saw this collaborative bundle, I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting, but I don't know about this. So I really thought about it before I did anything. And I ended up saying no to it. And I, I just feel like that you're going to pay I pay a lot of money for my email list. And I feel like this is such a mistake because you're going to pay for so many people who are not your target audience Mm -hmm. and you're going to be wasting your whole, all your money (laughs) and your energy (laughs) on people who are never going to buy your stuff also. And I think you kind of touched on this too, is quality over quantity. You want to have an engaged audience. That subscriber count is just a vanity number, just like it is on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. And then when you're looking at your email list, focus on your open rate and your click-through rate. Do not focus on your subscriber rate. You just want to make sure that you are serving the people who are already on your list. So before you sign up for a collaborative freebie or giveaway, I just caution you to make sure like that you really know what you're getting into. Okay. That's some things for lead magnets, like things to avoid. Oh, awesome. Tell us. I'd love to. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing that you kind of want to avoid when you're making a lead magnet is just don't invite everyone because if you go out there and you say you say, Welcome everyone, come get my freebie. <laughs> Nobody is gonna sign up for it. So be really specific in who you're targeting. Um, so I just did gift tags for the elementary student. And that's who I'm targeting is elementary students, and it is specifically targeted towards primary teachers. Since that's who I serve. But I wouldn't dare go out there and say these are great for high school, middle mm, school. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't Even want though, all these, Yeah, you exactly. don't want these random people
0: on there. No. Even though they could probably use them, I'm <laughs> not going out there telling them. So but just be very specific with your lead magnet and who you're gonna target. And then when you give away your freebie make sure you have instructions on how to use it. Otherwise it's going to be pointless. So today, when I was doing the gift tags, I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm done with the gift, gift tags. Now I can send it out. But then I was like, oh man, they need to know what to buy to put these gift tags on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I made sure to put all of those instructions on there. And then another tip that I found really interesting and helpful was when you do create your lead magnet, don't ask for a professional email or don't say just your email. If you can edit the email field of your form or your landing page, you can tweak that little part. So it says personal email because a lot of times, and I saw this today, this was really interesting. A lot of times if they put a professional email from school, the school will actually, they'll either, first of all, block it. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be a bounced email or they will scan it for viruses and like open it before the teacher even receives it. And Mm -hmm. so I saw today where somebody had sent an email and it got opened from the school districts and they, it crash their website because it opened it so many times. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I do recommend tweaking that part where you you're asking for their email, ask them for a personal email. Yeah. Don't skip the creative on your form and landing page and expect people to sign up. I have, I cannot tell you how many ugly landing pages i made when i first started i i mean we could just like <laughs> i could show you an album <laughs> but so it i put some up there that had really low quality pictures they had really ugly colors that just didn't spark any excitement and they sat there and they didn't nobody signed up for it. And I'm like, no, I had one. I know I had one that was really sorry. And it had over 6,000 people like actually look at it and zero signed (laughs) up. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I think that was my first one. So really let them know what you're offering. Be clear about that and then show a nice photograph or visual with it as well. Yeah. I wrote down there were 6,796 visitors. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that horrible?
1: (laughs) You've given some really good little anecdotes of like things to not do, which I'm loving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's because I've done all the things. (laughs) That's why I feel like I'm a good teacher about this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about growing your list?
0: Yeah, just don't let it sit there too. If you put out a landing page that's seasonal, don't feel like you have to make another one for the next year. You've already created it and you can go back and you can tweak it a little bit for your new year. So for example, I had a soap method and it was, um, it's just a little gift tag for teachers. It's a teacher present for Christmas. Yeah. You tie it around a bar of soap and I shared that on Instagram in 2020. 19. And so I saw it and I was like, you know what? I need to repurpose this and share this again. And I shared it again in December just once. And I had 93 brand new subscribers for that freebie. So don't just let it sit there and think you can only use it once because you can, once you've got that page, you can use it over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) awesome okay so you have
1: sort of already answered this because we did our rapid fire round but you could give a little bit more detail about how often you email your list I guess tell us a little bit more about that whole one to three thing
0: yeah so first of all when I was just starting out I would shoot for a weekly email and that's really if you're starting out that's what I recommend because even a weekly or a bi-weekly email if you're just starting out can feel a little daunting or overwhelming depending on the other tasks that you may have every single day. But eventually, you're going to have so much of that content built up from your emails that you've sent out in the past that you're going to be able to repurpose them and create funnels and do a little bit more advanced things. So, now I'm about 2 to 3 days with my email list and I respect teachers. I know that they get a lot of emails. And so I try not to send one every single day, but I do try that with that two to three, I feel like is a good range. I definitely don't want to ghost my list ever Um, because when I first had them, that's what I did. I, I had a thousand people who just sat there and had nothing. So when I emailed them the first time, my open rate was like, three (laughs) percent it was horrible (laughs) so definitely don't ghost them but eventually once you have your uh sequences and stuff you'll be able to get two and three days out of it
1: yeah I think that um consistency is the most important thing because people think that frequency is the most important thing like oh am I doing it once a week twice a week whatever but like it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it consistently whether that's every week or like twice a week or once a month whatever but if you like if you email them like a crazy man and then you ditch them for six months and they don't hear from you like you ghost them yeah. like, they're gonna forget who you are
0: what happened to her exactly yeah. and then you come back out oh hey I'm here again and they're like um I, for- I forgot who you are. <laughs> how did I Get on your list. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it sounds like you've got a good amount of interaction with your list. It sounds like you, you know, keep them really engaged and you have a good open rate, which is really good. Earlier you were talking about your click rate and I th- that was really, really crazy good. Like that sort of 20, 30% open rate is, is, is good. But like,
0: what was it you said your click rate was? So the click rate is about 15%.
1: Wow. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. You're getting people so to actually click.
0: Yeah. I am. So and what I do for that too, is I try to create a very big button or a very big place on my email list saying, click right here. (laughs) And so I, I try to make it very easy for teachers to say, oh, okay, I'm skimming. I'm not actually reading this. I can just click right here and go to what she wants me to. And they do.
1: Yeah. I've heard good advice that you should also put the link in a few times as well. Like you can say, yes, you know, it's in paragraph two, click here for the freebie. And then at the end, click here for the freebie. And like, you just keep kind of,
0: yeah, Yeah. I do that. I like to have a button and then I like to have the link in a picture or like a video image. And then I'll put the link in a PS at the bottom too, yeah. because many times, like I said, they're reading it on the toilet. So they're just going <laughs> to skim through it
1: in my mind now of everyone on the toilet reading my
0: email (laughs) (laughs) this well the toilet
1: bit doesn't but what you're saying before kind of segues well because I'd like to know what you send your list so I know what your buttons are like (laughs) but what kind of emails you're sending because I think that people have their lists and then they just get to that point where they're just like, I have no idea what to send these people, especially if it's frequently. Oh, so yeah. tell
0: me what you send them. Okay. So I, I think a lot of people probably think that you only need to send them freebies and that is just not true. So I actually thought the same thing too, but back in February of 2020, I have a Facebook group and I, put out a question. I said, Hey, you guys, my word for the year is serve. And I want to serve you guys. Tell me how I can serve you. And so I had one of the members of the group. They said, if you want to serve us, then you should check out so-and-so because they serve their people. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, Oh my gosh, dagger to the heart. Okay. <laughs> I'm obviously not serving. So <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I'm going to serve. I'm going to send out freebies every week for a full year. So I did this for a full year. Mm-hmm. I have done this and it has been daunting. So I immediately thought that I needed to send out freebies and make it my goal to do that for 2020. But what I have learned is that I don't need to always do that because I've given away so much. But teachers, of course, they love the freebies. They also want teaching hacks or tips. That's a huge one where you can just send them a little teacher tip about how to do, how to use something from your TPT shop in a different way. And you can either send them to your blog or you can tell them in the email. You don't have to send them anywhere you can also, I found this to be really helpful too. Anytime I go live, I like to send out uh, an email to my list and just let them know, Hey, I'm going live in five minutes. Will you please join me? So I don't feel like a loser. (laughs) And I actually, I did that last week and I I couldn't believe it. I had people on there and they stayed the whole 30 minutes. I was live. I was like, wow, this worked. (laughs) Um, But you can also send them a tutorial. So if you create a YouTube video or a blog or even a a video on Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, here's a tutorial of how you put this product together, send it out to them, share it with them. If you create a really awesome blog post that you wanna share, maybe it highlights some resources from your TPT shop. You can say, hey, I've got this really great Blog posts that I think you'll like, send them there. Also, what I've found really helpful is I sent a survey to my audience, and this has kind of helped me with the direction of where I'm going in my store and what I need to be creating. So I sent a survey, and I was like, "Hey, what I I need help? What do you guys want me to create? What do you need in your classroom? What grades are you teaching?" So it really helped me get the like target who the, my main audiences in my email list and yeah. get exactly what they wanted, which by the way, they wanted writing and crafts to go with writing. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> that's <laughs> the one thing I didn't want to do, but I guess I'm going to have to do it now. Okay. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny, but I've also used it to invite people to my Facebook group. I've sent them to YouTube videos. I did a STEM challenge back in October where I did a YouTube video on it and I sent them straight to the YouTube video and it was only that one link. And so in the description of that video was the link to the resource that I was showing. Oh. And it was so That resource, by the way, I should tell you this, that resource is with a friend of mine and we collaborated on that together. So it's actually in her shop. It's Lisa Taylor teaching the stars and it's our October STEM challenge. And she called me up and she said, Sarah, what did you do? Because (laughs) you are buying this. And I was like, what that's crazy! And I just sent them to the YouTube video, which had the link, and she was like, Okay, well, it's selling today. <laughs> but it's really interesting because there's like a 14% conversion rate on you from using YouTube like that oh. instead of just sending them to the resource in your email list. It was crazy. You also, you know, this, you do podcasts, you can email them a podcast. If you have that timely resources, that is absolutely serving your teachers, anything seasonal, any sale you have freebies and new resources. I think a lot of us, I think it's kind of like a standard for most of us to put our resources at a discount for the first 24 hours or so. And so I do mine at 50% off. So I don't all the time do it, but if it is a big bundle of things, I will send them an email and say, hey, this is dropping today at 50% off. Get it now. (laughs) And it works. But also I have just sent emails and I've asked them to reply back just to get to know them and build that relationship. Because like I said, for me with social media, I kind of feel like, I don't like it being about me, but it's yeah. not about me, you know, but unfortunately I kind of feel like when yeah. you're on there, it kind of makes it like it is about you. So I asked them to reply back to me because it just feels more natural to talk to them one-on-one than yeah. in front of a whole bunch of other people. And it was really sweet. Last week, I got an email back from this teacher, Dottie, Miss Dottie, if you're listening, she is retiring at... <laughs> 50 years of teaching. Oh yes. Goodness. Yes. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to give you my whole shop for free because who teaches for 50 years? God bless you. Oh my goodness. Yes. Is so sweet though. It was, it was so sweet. So I definitely, I did send her some stuff. Cause I was like, you are an inspiration. Oh. Wow. That one's so those were 13 things to send to your list. And I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Cool. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I was actually going to ask you about how you profit from your list, but I think you've kind of already touched on that because you mentioned that you can send new resources, you can send bundles, like that's kind of a part of the things you can send. But do you have any specific tips for profiting from your list? Like, I guess, have you found a certain strategy works or certain type of email or certain products sell better? How are you sort of, yeah, profiting from it, I guess?
0: Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? I'm so sorry. My kitty cat wanted to come in my office. Um, So it is really funny. This last week, I did a launch and it was um, with a collaborative bundle group. And we sent out an end of year bundle to teachers. We were actually able to serve over a thousand teachers with it, which was awesome. But I sent out an email and it was just a To kind of let them know what the bundle was, what all was included, who it's for, basically what's in it for me to, I sent that out to my subscribers and I had five, five people purchase from that day. So I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, good job, Sarah. (laughs) And And then I love to test things out. Okay. No email is ever a failure because you will always learn something from every email that you send out. Yeah. So I sent another one out and it was a, uh, Hey, this is your reminder. And here's a bonus. If you purchase this today and I gave them a bonus and it was a really nice bonus too. <laughs> and I had five more people purchase on that day. So I was like, all right, well, let me see if I can get some more people to buy. So I sent them the, what's in it for me. And then I sent them a bonus and then I was thinking, well, what else can I do? So one of my friends, Farah Henley from Farah Henley education, she's like, Sarah, you are not going to believe this. I just sent this email to people to tell them why they should not buy this bundle. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. (laughs) I'm going to do this. So she's like, okay, try it out. And let me know how it works. So I sent it and I had six buyers automatically from that one email. And then what was so fun is I took all of those reasons why you should not buy this bundle. And I repurposed them into an Instagram reel and I sold more from that Instagram <laughs> reel. I'm dying to know.
1: Okay. What were like, what did you say is the reasons? Is it like, you know, don't buy this. If you love
0: no prep stuff. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was hilarious. So on my Instagram account, the real is, and it's hilarious and it's, you shouldn't buy this. If you make buttloads of money, because we all know that as teachers, we make buttloads of money, <laughs> you know, as teachers, we do not need a discount. And then I said, this is not for teachers who like low prep. I enjoy having scissors in my hands at all times. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just very funny and it was a good way to break the ice, um, to send that out to my people. And I think too, just when you're sending out your emails, I think, Your teachers get informative emails all the time. So it's a little bit refreshing when they have something that is in a light tone, informal and, you know, kind of makes them giggle and it's entertaining. I think things like that are what teachers really want.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm like, I'm loving all your little anecdotes and stories from (laughs) one year of list building. You should write a book or something. (laughs)
0: All the mistakes I made. <laughs> and I did some really good stuff, you guys. <laughs> I have actually one more
1: question. I feel like I gave it to you in a certain order and I've completely skipped it. Anyway, I was it's okay. say, tell us a little bit about your welcome sequence is our last question. So what oh. kind of emails do you send
0: when people first join your list? Okay, well, I hope you guys are ready for this. Take out your pen and paper. Um, I hope you did that earlier because uh, this is where... I make the most money and it is so consistent and it just runs in the background. So I'm not going to say on every lead magnet, but on most lead magnets that I put out there, I will send them through a funnel and a funnel is also called a sequence where you're going to turn your subscriber from cold to super hot. And so I start out with the welcome email and that welcome email has that freebie now with convert kit. And I'm not sure if Flowdesk does this, they automatically have an email for you to send out, but I change, I just change that up because I want it to sound like me and I don't want it to sound like the robot yeah. on convert So I change it to me and in that email, I thank them. I let them know what they can expect from me. Um, and then I, re- I actually remind them, Hey, if, it's ever too much, you can always click unsubscribe. I let them know that because I don't want them to think, Oh my gosh, I can never unsubscribe. You know, I don't want to pay for them if they don't want to be here. So (laughs) I always remind them that they can unsubscribe. And then I tell them that I'll be meeting up with them soon. So that's the first one is the welcome email. The second email that I send out is the reminder email. And that reminder email, I say, hey, remember what I sent you yesterday? So I send that the very next day. And then I ask them how they liked it. And the reason why I do this is I say, how did you like it? Let me know. Reply back. I'll have teachers reply back to me and they'll say, oh, my gosh, my kids loved it. The audio was so funny. Like they stayed engaged the whole time. And I'll take that little bit of review and I'll use it to tweak my teachers pay teachers descriptions. I'll use that same language that the teachers use in my Facebook ads and Instagram. So all of that, I kind of collect, I have a lot of things that they've said that I just collect. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I thank them again in that email. So I remind them what I sent. I ask them how they liked it. And then I thank them again for trying it. So the next email I send is a hey, let's get to know each other email. And in this email, this is where I introduce myself. I let them know about my teaching background. And then I make it personal by sharing some just little things about me and my family. And then I'll ask for a reply back. And so sometimes I get replies back. Most often I don't. But I've had some um, really funny reply backs because I like to tell them about the Craziest thing I ever did was jump out of a window to catch a frog in a muddy ditch for my students. And it's just random and funny and they, they love it. And so I had a teacher, she replied back not too long ago. She was like, that is the best story I have ever heard. Like (laughs) I've not done anything like that ever before for teaching, but you are awesome. (laughs) So It's just fun because it gets, it helps you build that relationship behind the scenes with your customer. And if they reply also, you can add buttons. If you don't want them to reply back to the um, email, you can add a button that says, let me know what grade you teach. And then you can put kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, whatever. And they click that button and send them to a thank you page on your blog Thanks for sharing that with me. Now, what you've done is if you create a tag on that button, you've already tagged your audience and now you can retarget them with a new email. Um, So I've recently started doing that because I want to do better with um, segmenting my audience. So let's just recap. (laughs) So we did the welcome email, the reminder email, the let's get to know each other email, And then I sent them a quick win. And we kind of talked about this before where that quick win is a tip or a hack that's related to your lead magnet or your opt-in. And so for example, when I had the digital math games, I sent them a quick win on my blog post where it was, here's how other teachers have used this digital math game to differentiate for their students. And I just sent them to that blog and the way I got that blog, by the way, is I went back to my TPT reviews and I just looked to see how teachers were using that in their classroom. And I created a list and I created a blog from that list. So I really didn't do much work. So after the quick win about two or three days after is when I send them the hard sell and the hard sell is where I relate to the teacher and I tell them, hey, I understand, I know why it's hard teaching right now. And I'll give them three reasons or three ways I can make teaching easier for them. And then I make the offer. So you can buy this digital bundle at such and such price. And so in your TPT sales page, if you go into your sales data, you can actually see the teacher's name who purchased that item. Now, if you go back into your emails, the email person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, you're so
1: you yeah. go to your TBT and look at the name of the buyer. Yeah. You look at your data, and then you yeah. go back
0: to ConvertKit or Flowdesk or whoever your email person is. You can actually target or add a tag on the people who have purchased your, whatever it is that you're selling. And so Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, so these people opened it up. You'll already have that information from the email, but these people did not purchase. So you can segment your audience and then exclude the people who have already purchased and retarget those who did not purchase. And so this is where you can either make the offer again, or you can downsell and downsell is where you say, okay, maybe they didn't purchase this because it's not the correct grade level or because they don't need the whole thing. They only need part of it. So you can downsell by offering them um, a different bundle or buying it. uh, If it is a bundle, do it as an individual resource. And then once they're through with that sequence, you can um, just send out your regular broadcast to them, or you can send them a new freebie and start them on another sequence. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It seems like you really have a hang of your sequences. I feel like that's one of your strong suits that you've got these people going through these little funnels and it's all very organized. I'm very jealous.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it has it has taken a lot of time to organize it all. And, um, that's, I started actually with Airtable organizing it all. And I did like monthly themes and then I broke it down into, well, what freebie can I send out with this? Yeah. <laughs> Since that was what my main focus was, but it's really neat because once I created, like I started creating the blog posts and things, and I kind of kept the math games. I kind of, started repeating that because it did so well in the summer. I did it for seasonal for winter and Valentine's and spring. And so I was, because I did that, I was able to use the same sequence throughout everything. So even though it was a seasonal resource, there was, it had evergreen components to it. So it was really helpful
1: that's really cool. Yeah. I'm so glad you answered all of my questions. I feel like I've learned so much already. Is there any other final tips you want to add before we wrap up? Any other motivational words of wisdom?
0: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Just whatever you do, don't let your list sit there and definitely put it out there. There are so many places that you can share your lead magnet. Don't just think it's got to be, you know, in one place, you've made that lead magnet and you parade that baby everywhere. And that's what I do. I put mine, I'm going to, I'll tell you where I put mine, Pinterest, Instagram posts in Instagram reels. I also do Instagram stories on it. Facebook stories on it. I'll definitely have it in my Instagram bio. I actually put it in my Facebook cover. And then there's oh. a little blue button on your Facebook that where it says like, learn more or something. I actually put the lead magnet right there in my blue button too on Facebook. Oh. I also have a board on Pinterest that is dedicated specifically to freebies. And all of my lead magnets are on that Pinterest board. Um, and then if you have a Facebook group of your own, absolutely share it in that Facebook group. YouTube blog posts, every single blog post, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> oh my and gosh, shops! <laughs> yes, what's so funny is so I went this whole year making all these freebies, but it's been so helpful because now with all the blog posts that I have, I have a library of freebies oh. <laughs> that I'll just pull from, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've already got that, <laughs> so Aww. I just plug it in there. But even though this one's really cool in your product description on TPT, if you have something where um, like the digital math game, I wanted to make sure that the teachers could actually use it before they purchased it. And so I said, Hey, try this freebie before you buy, try before you buy. And then, you know, you, Facebook ads, and Pinterest ads, hyperlink it in your TPT products for sure, because here's what I've noticed too is teachers you know we try to tell them they shouldn't share resources and stuff but you and I both know like oh yeah they're gonna say
1: oh big time
0: (laughs) and so when their bff gets it they're gonna say oh my gosh this is so good where do I get more of this (laughs) and so (laughs) they'll actually sign up through that so
1: (laughs) I feel like you have totally flipped on his head like the one thing that's like our bug bear that we're like oh everyone's sharing stuff and you're like I'm gonna make the most of this
0: (laughs) Share it, please. I love that. Yes, ma'am, that's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) I feel like I don't
1: I'm not too harsh on on teachers, like we're caring, sharing people. I think it's like
0: part of our nice
1: nature. (laughs) Oh, frustrating. So you're like benefiting from it. So go you. You're a positive person. I like that. You have given so much value in this podcast. So thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your wisdom with us. Where can my audience find you? Is there
0: anywhere that you want to share that I can put in the show notes like Instagram or Facebook or something? Yeah. So my TPT store is simply steam and I am Instagram at simply underscore steam. That is S T E A M as in Mary. And then on Facebook, I am simply steam by Sarah with an H.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So they can check you out and all your awesome resources. I have had a little stalk of your store and it's really pretty. Oh, (laughs) thank you so much. So they will be, I'm sure they will be interested to nose and have a look too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been so much fun chatting to you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this.
1: Okay well I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. I know that Sarah shared so many golden nuggets and words of wisdom. I definitely enjoyed listening to her and chatting to her as well. She is so much fun to chat to. So definitely check her out on Instagram or Facebook or her store and don't forget to check out that blog post too if you want to learn a little bit more about email marketing. But good luck guys. I hope you have a terrific day.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.